I'm Mike Gaddy, and welcome to the Patterson Park Podcast Weekend Update. I, I am just a little bit nervous, and here's why. I have never done this. I had no idea what to expect. I just got the idea that I wanted an easy way to bring artists on to update you on what they've been doing since their episode aired, um, what, a couple months ago. So anyway, I got this harebrained idea and I'm just a little nervous. I've never done this before other than, well, other than those poor pitiful tests that you may have seen um, me when I uh, do when I was testing the system. So right now, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk to Molly Miller. You may remember Molly is a local photographer who goes around Baltimore parks photographing families and individuals and people having fun. She does stoop photos, she works with businesses, she does weddings. She is just an all-around people photographer. And it's that fact that captured my interest in Molly. She starts each shoot with a very simple and basic question. What if we really see each other? And by see, she means our personalities. What if we could capture photos and images that didn't just show the physical attributes of a person, but showed who they were, how they lived, how their family interacts with each other, the love that exists between two people. So. Let's get an update with Molly. Our live stream will begin, and I am nervous right now. Take a listen. So how are you doing? I'm good, Mike. It's really good to see you. Um, I love the whole too. I cannot believe COVID is ending. We are coming to the end of this, and I could have actually had you in the studio. I didn't realize it. You are vaccinated. I am vaccinated. Soon the whole world will be vaccinated. That's the dream. <laughs> We've got to get. We've got to get back together and start hanging out. It's uh, meeting a threshold. God, I if I spend one more lunch in front of the TV watching MSNBC, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> uh, okay, so. We are live. This is the first time doing this. Um, if anyone needs to send us a message, I don't have the messaging capability set up right now. So uh, send us a message. We'll answer them later on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, you start every shoot. Let's just review your yeah. shooting style just a little bit by posing the question, what if we could really see each other? Tell, tell me just a little bit about how you shoot, what your shooting style is. Right. Um, so I really want to come into a shoot without an agenda. I want to come in and just, you know, I've 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 usually um, had a conversation with the with the person with the family. I kind of have a little bit of a sense of who they are, but I want to come in and just see them. I want to see them like there's no judgment. There's no this is how I, what I want you to do. This is how I want you to look. I just want to meet the people by seeing them as they are and just letting them, letting them be. <laughs> um, I mean, I know a lot of other photographers um, can make it work by kind of telling people, okay, stand like this, do this thing. Um, and I, I do sometimes ask people to get in a really pretty light or something like that. But for the most part, I just want to see them and let them just shine through. 
Yeah, and you have a style, which I love in your photography, of painting, instead of painting with light, like most photographers uh, do, and we talked about this in the last podcast episode, you paint with what I would call paint with emotion, capturing the interactions between people, between families, between uh, partners, and using that, that emotion that's captured to tell the story. Yeah, I'm, I, I would say I have an obsession with emotion. It's, that's how I am living my everyday. Emotion just comes first. It's what makes me do things, makes me care about things, makes me passionate about things. And so when I'm in the session, that's what I'm looking for. I'm just sort of like hunting for emotions. Um, and sometimes, like I had a, a couple the other day and she just said, my fiance has this laugh that's just out of this world. Like I want, to be able to look at a picture and be able to hear him forever, which is just so beautiful in itself. Um, and I was like, okay, so now I'm, I'm looking for this laugh. I'm looking to just, I don't want to make them laugh. I want them to laugh with each other. And, um, and she was happy with the results. So I was really happy about that. Um, yeah. He had an amazing laugh, just, you know, threw his head back and the whole thing. So um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I giggle. <laughs> Uh, so uh, uh, you you shoot almost as much using black and white as you do with color. And that's something in the last podcast episode we didn't really get to explore. What draws you to black and white and sort of this nostalgic view of, of photography? Um, you know, it, it all the great uh, old masters you think of like Ansel Adams and those kinds of, you know, famous photographers always gravitated towards black and white and so do you so is there do you have a reason for that yes i think that it just kind of takes out a lot of noise i don't hate no hating on color i love color but it does it just kind of takes out the extraneous parts of a, of a scene the kind of it just leaves you with emotion leaves you with tone light shadow that's it that's all you get and i i i prefer that um you know i i i see life in color and it's beautiful and i love it but when i have a, an image i think just kind of distilling it down to the light and shadow is just so powerful and that's what i'm drawn to when i'm looking at pictures too so super cool um so you are baltimore based Yes. You started your photography business uh, by way of review a year ago, uh, a year before the pandemic, then the, in 2019, and then the pandemic slammed in and you had to sort of retool like the rest of us, how you uh, how you did your business. And you started the Front Porch Project. Remind us a little bit about that and tell us how that is going, whether you're continuing it or what have wound it up. Last time we talked, you were just going into phase two. Ah, uh, yes, phase two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, so I started the Front Porch Project. Um, I started my version of the Front Porch Project back last year, so it was March 2020. So a photographer in, I believe, North Carolina, um, had started the uh, this front porch kind of series where she was going around and photographing families in front of their houses. And I saw that 
and I liked it, but I wanted to put my own spin on it because it looked like she was sort of doing more posed portraits. So I wanted to do what I do, which is more candid. So I would, so I set up um, a bunch of, of families. I just said, hey, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in your area and I'm gonna do some front porch photos and are you interested? Um, in these free photo shoots. And so I got a lot of positive responses. And um, so I would go and and just take these these portraits of, of families. A lot of the times they were um, uh, outside. At, well, they were always outside. Um, and I would just let them kind of do their thing. And I followed them around and just got what I think are sort of poignant emotional portraits of that time. Um, I saw a lot of joy. Um, I saw a lot of hope. I saw excitement. I think having someone come over and pay attention to you with a camera <laughs> is exciting. Um, but I think overall, I just, I really saw so many mixed emotions um, in those photo shoots. Um, and yes, so St. Francis Center, that, that slide you just showed, um, I partnered with, with them, St. Francis Neighborhood Center. Um, it's in Reservoir Hill in Baltimore. And I'd done some volunteer work for them before. And I just said, you know, hey, do you have some, some families that might be interested in shoots? So a lot of, a lot of the families I photographed were, were via the St. Francis Center. And then I asked for donations from the families I photoed all over, over 50 families all over Baltimore City and County. Um, and then I gave a good portion of those proceeds to the St. Francis Center um, so that they could use it however they wanted because they needed. The St. Francis Neighborhood Center. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, did the Front Porch Project then expand into your one for one program? Am I did that kind of morph into the one for one program? You really picked up on that beautiful insight you had. Yes, because I loved going out and photographing all these families who um, a lot of them would not have been able to afford a session or just not putting that as a priority on their budget of photographing. Right. Families. So um, yeah, I came up with this idea for the one for one family sessions so that when a family book my regular rates, they're paying a normal session so that I can make a living and all that. Um, if they book at that normal rate, then I give a free session to a lower income family or a family who might just be struggling at this time financially, um, but who really wants a session. So, so every time I go out and do a family session, doing that uh, a paid one, and then I go out and do one that's free for another family. And so that gives you also a real diversity of people that you're photographing instead of, you know, Matthew and I got it into our head to do sort of our own take on the Front Porch Project early on in the pandemic. And one of the challenges that we had was tapping into the less affluent neighborhoods. Um, what we found was the people who responded were the people who were on Facebook and the people who were on Facebook generally were people who had computers and mm -hmm. were internet savvy. And so the response we got was from overwhelmingly affluent people. Well, that's 
that's great, but we wanted to uh, go and photograph the people who couldn't afford to have a photographer come in. And so what you've done is managed to sort of set it up so that you're shooting a very diverse group of people, the people who are affluent and the people who are not affluent and, and really sort of tapping into the whole community. That's really cool. Yes. That's what I want because I noticed the same thing that I kind of was getting a very similar clientele. Um, and I want, I want people from all different financial backgrounds or financial states. I want um, people of all colors and all, and I want, I want everybody to get a photo session. I think that's what I'm kind of, that's my goal is like, I want this to be more accessible to people. I don't want it to be an affluent thing right. that people do where it's like, oh, if you have tons of money, then get a photo session. I want it to be something that's available to people. Yeah. Well, and it inspires you as an artist to be able to work with, at least, it, at least this is how I see it, to be able to, oh, I do want to say one thing. <laughs> you may notice the world's largest glass. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this made its debut with my aunt on my aunt's episode of the podcast. And of all the comments on that episode of the podcast, my aunt Jean, <laughs> everyone, the only thing they talked about was how big my water glass was. <laughs> so I realized Matthew got me some tea before we started this. And I realized that I had the same humongous. <laughs> well, let me see it one more time. <laughs> what is that? Let me see it one more time. Let me see the here. Glass. By way of that's my head, <laughs> so it's as big as my head. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, okay, so the front porch project grew out of. I'm um, sorry, the one for one project grew out yeah. of the front porch project, and you are now looking for additional neighborhood partners, additional to the St. Francis Neighborhood Center, to partner with to make even further inroads into the community. I'm right on that, right? Yes, I definitely want to find um, just to have like a handful of organizations that serve Baltimore families specifically. Um, and just to have like my goal is to just have this wait list of families, not that they're going to be waiting that long, but just to have this long list of families and then do a shoot, do a paid shoot, free paid shoot, free shoot. That's what I'll be able to do. Um, so yes, if anyone listening, watching, whatever has recommendations, I would I would love to to hear about that. So it's basically just putting a call out for families who are interested who might not otherwise be able to afford a session, professional session. Um, okay, so last time we talked, and I mm -hmm. wanted to do this so bad, but I. I, I just couldn't quite work it in with the volatility that was going on surrounding the Trump uh, losing the election and everything. But in addition to the front porch project and your one-on-one -on -one project, you have you have a real interest in photojournalism. Um, last time we talked, you had had gone and photographed the Black Lives Matter marches in June, uh, uh, at least the one here in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Um, you went and did the Trump rally, one of the Trump rallies in Washington, D.C., not the, it wasn't the one where they like rioted. Oh, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, but it's not fair to say that I did the rally. I was not, I was think. I mean. You were in D.C. and you were shooting people I going went, to the rally. I went to D.C. 
for the reason of going to that rally. By the time I got there, calamity had already ensued. Um, the like sirens were going off, like everyone, not sirens, but everyone was getting those alerts on their phone. Like the Capitol has been attacked. Like it was crazy. And I was right there. Uh, uh, I mean, pretty close to the Capitol, a couple blocks. And I remember like talking to my brother-in-law, he was like, you know, get out of there. And I was like, yeah, but I just got to get a little bit closer, <laughs> you know, like, and I didn't, you know, if I would have known what was really going to happen, I obviously would have gotten out, but I didn't know the future. Um, so I just kept going in and then I was seeing all these people who were from the rally. And so I got portraits of people, Trump supporters, as they were coming from the rally. So it was very, very emotional. This is part of being a photographer, particularly a photojournalist. Did I tell you the story about my mom uh, climbing the ski tower when my sister and I were little in Steamboat Springs, Colorado? No. No? Okay. So, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, my mom is a photographer. She's actually started my U.S. event photos business uh, back when I was in elementary school. And then um, right after September 11th, uh, I, she, she contacted me to help her move her photo business into the digital world. And so I started helping with that, realized that I really loved photography and had a passion for it. And so we started working together and mm -hmm. then she retired a couple of years ago. But one of the things growing up I remember most is we went on a family vacation to Steamboat Springs, Colorado. And... <laughs> My sister and I are up on top of the big mountain and there's these ski ski trails going down. And my sister got uncomfortable. I won't say scared because she'll kill me, but uncomfortable in the at the height of the gondola that we had ridden in and ridden up to the top of the mountain on. And she refused to get back in it. And she decided with me to hike down the ski trails down the mountain. OK, well, it's <laughs> summer, so they're all overgrown and there's weeds and briars and whatever. But we started doing it anyway. We look up at one of the huge towers that the gondolas are strung, you know, on, and there is a lady crawling up the ladder of the tower, and it's my mom, and she's crawling up the ladder that she got permission to do it, but to get high so she could photograph for something project my dad was doing. I don't even know these photos like up way high, but she was like thirty thousand feet above the valley floor. She. Oh yeah, I, I was like, you know, later or, or whatever. I'm not going to hide. But, you know, she was, I said, you know, mom, weren't you scared? Ah, it's a good picture. <laughs> and and yes. so, you, go yes. to, you know, this is what photographers do. You know, we, we go where the photos are, right? Yeah. I mean, it kind of is like storm chasing in that way where it's like, you should be running away from the tornado. And you're like, no, but I got to just get a little bit closer. Like... <laughs> Absolutely. There are, it's a lot of like, I have to talk myself back some things. Um, you know, there's just certain things I shouldn't go closer to, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very hard. It's a, it's a hard life. Um, wanting adventure all the time. Right. Right. Um, right. Okay. So you, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no. you, 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 um, Recently, and I'm going to scroll this video in just a second, uh, the mm -hmm. images, the slideshow of your photos. Mm -hmm. uh, you recently did um, Ma, Ma, Mad Mom? Moms Demand Action. 
That's it. What, tell us a little bit about that. So Moms Demand Action is a huge group that um, all over the country, they uh, push for gun sense laws. So this event that I went to here in Baltimore, um, actually at City Hall, was a, a campaign to push for background checks. So it was like a road trip for background checks. So everyone had, um, there's this banner that they were taking all across the country. And so that came to Baltimore and everyone signs it who believes in, in this, um, this <laughs> dire need for more gun, gun laws in this country. So I went and photographed that event. Um, and I'm going to be doing another one for them. Um, it's called the Wear Orange event. And that is in June, June, the June 4th through 6th weekend is when it's um, taking place. But um, yeah, I, I'm a I'm big supporter of theirs and do a lot of work with them. Um, and I've always said, like, if there's any photography opportunity, I want to do it. So that is so, so cool. Um, and you, in another project that you've been working on is schools that are reopening, um, that, that are um, coming back from COVID and the kids are going back to school. Um, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I want, I want to do more. Um, I did one on March 1st. This is uh, the James McHenry Elementary School in downtown Baltimore. Um, and some staff members at the school just wrote me about two days before the opening, reopening. And they said, can you come and just photograph our kids? They're, they're going to be coming back. They're going to be excited. They're, you know, there's just going to be a lot of emotion. There's going to be a lot going on. Can you come in and photograph? And of course I was like, uh, yeah. So I got the kids kind of getting ready to go in the school and then their sort of classroom setup, which was so, so different and actually they had sort of thought that the kids were going to be like, oh, like it's so exciting to be back, but it's just, there's so many rules. There's, you know, everyone's wearing masks and gloves and everyone's separated. So it's just, it was rife with just new emotions and kind of kids just looking around like, oh, what is this? Um, are so adaptable. I, I look out, you know, we live right off of Patterson Park Avenue uh -huh. and I look out and see the kids, no, no, tiny three-year-olds in these face masks and they're like, they're better than the adults who have it down around their chin. Don't get me started, Mike. Don't get me started. Um, but yeah, no, the kids are so adapt, like they just adapt so quickly. It's so true. Um, I mean, my little nephews, they're six and well now six and five and they're just like, they're just, they just wear them. And it's actually really sweet because um, my little nephew Miller, he drew a picture of like his family or, and some friends or something, just little stick figures. And they all had little, <laughs> little squares over their mouths because that's a rectangle because that's what he's used to seeing now. That's the normal for him. Right, 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 um, right. All right. So um, you, uh, you do, you're one of your one for one projects you've been working on. Uh, you love to go out and tackle some photojournalism. Uh, mm -hmm. What else you do? You do weddings and stuff too, right? I've done some smaller weddings. Weddings are, are not um, something I push too much only because I really want them to be smaller weddings. Now with COVID, of course, they've been smaller weddings. Um, I'm going to be. Watch what you wish for. <laughs> um, I 
I'm going to be photographing a friend's wedding that's been like, you know, her date has been pushed all over the place um, with COVID, but it's going to be a smaller wedding. So I, I do, I do smaller weddings. That's, that's oh. something I definitely do. Um, but then definitely my family work is, is big. The one for one um, project is really, really big. Um, and then I started doing branding sessions. So I work with uh, mostly small businesses here in the Baltimore area. And um, I just help people get, just make, I make cr great images for people to use on their social media, on their websites, everything that they need kind of branding material for. Um, and that kind of came from talking with my sister, um, Lexi Tamal, shout out to Lexi. She's in Jamaica right now um, with her family. Um, so Lexi's a branding strategist. And so just talking with her and kind of the needs that she sees and the people that, that she works with. And I was like, I would love to do that. Um, and I had done a little bit of, um, just sort of smaller branding shoots for, um, I mentioned last time about Eludes. Um, she does Belizean, um, like sauces and foods and things. So I'd done it for her. Um, and then I had done a session for um, my friend who's uh, a life coach and I did her sessions, but I've done, so I've done a life coach. I just, I recently did a band, the Ben Dehan music group, um, a therapist who serves mostly like the black community here in Baltimore. Um, and I did, what else did I do? Yoga. So it's just, it's all over the place, but they're, <laughs> They are small businesses, but the musician, I don't know if you can call that small business, but small businesses. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Um, the, the musicians that I've talked to and we, we've had a couple on the podcast, Aaron Hill being one of them is, um, and in fact, I'll get to him in a second, but okay. yeah. is hugely successful as, um, as, as both a business person and as a musician and, you have to hand it to him. He goes out into the community with, you know, doing these pop-up concerts and has um, developed a huge following. And and he's the one, by the way, we, we had talked about uh, clubhouse when we were just getting um, catching up and he's the one who invited me on to clubhouse. And I had no idea that this was a big deal to be invited on the clubhouse, uh, you know? And um, so I, but anyway, you're on Clubhouse now. Do you um, do you hop on the branding boards and the photography boards? And when can people usually hook up with you? On I do. Yeah, I I'm in a bunch of the photography groups. Um, and then so I tried my first stream live. Yes. Attempt was I thought okay I'll stream one of the photography discussions live to the to the um to my usm photos facebook page right because it's interesting it's a talk about you know you don't know what's going to come out of their mouth but whatever it i had to have picked the most boring discussion <laughs> it's like what's happening nothing how are you no i'm okay oh, no. <laughs> and, and <laughs> oh. i didn't mean to interrupt you um but you you um when are you usually on um on um clubhouse I used to be on it a lot. Like that was just my go-to place to just pick up some knowledge. Like they're just dropping knowledge. Um, but now I've kind of like, okay, I got to back it off a little bit. Um, I don't know. 
I guess I don't have a schedule with it, but at least two or three days a week, I'm on there a bunch. Um, but yeah, definitely the photo rooms, the marketing, the branding rooms. Um, it's uh, it's an interesting place. Um, it's not it's not perfect yet, you know. Right, right. It's not at its how, best. Yet. How do you go about helping local businesses with their branding? Because branding and local businesses is something that is always a struggle. Um, I am brand and you can probably tell just from my efforts with the podcast, I strongly, strongly believe most artists in particular don't do a good job selling their personal brand. They don't do a good job with the business of art. Um, so, I, you know, is that something you can help local artists with or is that sort of outside your wheelhouse? Um, I mean, right now I'm just I'm really concentrating on just creating sort of beautiful, powerful images for for the small businesses to use. Um, uh, uh, so telling their story through photo, their corporate story and their business story through photography that you provide. Yeah, I mean, I really, so with the musician, for instance, like I, I really listened to his music. I got a sense for it. I liked it. And I thought, um, okay, I'm just gonna go into the session really trying to get their vibe. So in a lot of ways, it's it's again with the emotions so it's like all right how can i emotionally uh kind of capture this sound that they make and put it into pictures um and with the therapist and life coaches it's just it's all about that kind of the the sense that they that they give um so yeah no it's something i definitely want to work on more and do more of um but um yeah, it's just it's exciting to do things, especially for smaller businesses right. in the area. Um, right, right. All right. Is there anything else we did it? This was meant, and this was my first attempt, so please excuse any little glitches. But uh, mm -hmm. the um, uh, this was really meant to bring people up to speed on the projects that you've done since your Patterson Park podcast episode. Um, um, not debuted. This or aired whatever. Oh, that's a big, <laughs> a few months ago. Uh, is there anything else that you have been working on that I don't know of that you want to talk about or, or um, have we done a pretty good job? Um, we have done a good job. I'm just looking over at my, some notes. Um, yeah, I would say just that the, the one for one project, I really, I want this to be really big. I want, you know, I want it to start here in Baltimore and then I want it to just expand and I want people from, you know, we'll start with all over the country um, to take this on and be like, hey, like, I like that idea. I want to do that, too. I want to give sessions. Um, you know, I want to do something that is bringing some some love and some light to the community. Um, yeah. So I'd say that's kind of my big thing right now. But I, you know, I love street photography. I love just going out and, and taking pictures all the time and just, um and just meeting all sorts of people. Like really that's what it's what it's about for me. Um, and especially with such a such a long time of not being able to see people. Um, like I went to an event last night, all outdoors, COVID safe still. Um, for another, um, a, a podcaster, um, I kind of did. He, oh, I'm hurt. I I'm sorry. I know, but I told him about you, so <laughs> you all should just be friends. Yeah, no. Uh, the, uh, competition. No, no, no. The, well, for one thing, the Patterson Park podcast is really set up 
to be specifically for the East Baltimore neighborhood. And, you know, it, it's by the East Baltimore neighborhood for the East Baltimore neighborhood. So yeah. it's, I don't know of another podcast. I'm sure there are, but I just don't know of another podcast that has sort of this laser focus on East Baltimore. And yeah, and, yeah. yeah and, and, and I think Baltimore is a, is a, every artist I've talked to has said that Baltimore is a great place to do their art. You said it during your podcast mm -hmm. interview, Alison Fomich, the jewelry designer said it, yeah. you know, um, and so, um, um, you know, this podcast was meant to sort of fill that niche, but Anyway, I am very excited. Thank you so, so much for joining uh, joining me on this very first weekend update. Um, I, would, I would encourage you to keep us updated using the Patterson Park Podcast Facebook page. Uh, and um, people can follow what your current projects are there. And of course, they can hit you up for any photo services at your website, mollymiller.com, molly at mollymiller.com, right? Yes, exactly. And Instagram. I'm bigger on Instagram than I am on Facebook, actually. But um, yeah, definitely Facebook and Instagram, Molly Miller Photography. Um, yeah. And I'll keep everyone posted with what I've got going on. So All right. thank, thank you, Molly. Molly. Thank Have you. a great weekend. All right. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. And guys, that will do it for me. I hope this was worth your while tuning in. Uh, we will keep, of course, the episode on the Patterson Park Podcast Facebook page, and I will be streaming it up to our audio platforms as well. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Next week, we'll return with another Patterson Park Podcast episode. Um, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.